Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to this Thursday edition of TC Live as we wrap up day five of the ATP Finals. In turn, half of the semifinals are set. Here's what's coming up over the next half hour. The stakes are high in Italy. Novak Djokovic takes care of business, but no longer controls his own destiny. The quest for seven in limbo. Plus, it's win and you're in for Holger Runa and Yannick Sinner. A winner, winner, Sinner dinner lets Djokovic eat, but the great Dane has other plans. And on an indoor hard court halfway across the world, Ben Shelton and Chris Eubanks were hanging out. We'll let you know who was able to dunk the competition. TC Live promotes eating your veggies. The Carota boys and girls have our semifinal vision in focus. Let's go. Come on into our studios here in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside the Hall of Famer Jim Courier. Nick Kyrgios back in the house. And the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick over on the big screen. Wish we had a camera on Novak Djokovic no, right now. I, I wanted Novak, Cam. <sighs> Didn't you? D deep sighs of relief right now with Yannick Sinner pulling it out in three sets against Holger Runa. Andy, I know you were watching. What's your reaction? I don't know, man. Like, Sinner could have taken out the toughest competition in the entire tournament. I was uh, kind of on Team Curios when he was uh, suggesting that. But, listen, credit to Sinner for getting through that one. Uh, some peaks and valleys. Uh, got a little tight maybe there at the end of the, the, the second set, uh, but pulled it together, played a clutch return game. I think when he's squaring up returns right now, you're picking him up off of your, your shoe tops. And so I thought this was a big kind of statement win on the heels of that kind of emotional drain uh, against Novak. He was the best player uh, for the first five days of the tournament, and now the tournament starts. Yeah, Yannick Sinner, 3-0 and in the competition. Just seems like he's become a, a, a new man here in turn with the fans right behind him. Yeah, I think the way he played today, you know, he came out of the blocks electric, you know, and as Andy said, the returning was ridiculous. Every time Rune hit a good serve, it was coming back to him right at his toes. And I think he's just, a match like that is, it doesn't do enough for your confidence. I think, you know, now he's beaten, he's undefeated in group stages in front of your home fans. I think he's the favourite to probably take it all. Barring, you know, obviously Novak. But outside of Novak, I think I'm, I'm back in center. And he, and he backed up that big win over Novak. Not easy to do after three mm. hours. Maybe that mm. played into why he had some of the low back issues. Maybe it's just a little bit of fatigue. But he'll get the day off now, and he'll be back for those semis on Saturday. The crowd, whew, <laughs> that was noisy. That was yeah. fun. Best-case scenario for the tournament, ha having Novak yeah. still in it, the world number one, no. plus the hometown kid in Yannick Sinner, who, by the way, still alive for that $4.8 million undefeated champion's check. Hey, they get paid for this? They, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> well, Stefano Tsitsipas out of the event with a back injury. Novak Djokovic would meet Hubie Hurkacz. It was a must-win for the world number one, Andy, but straight sets would have helped him a little bit more. Yeah, listen, I don't question Novak going to the hard yards. He's playing two out of three sets, but he gets a day in between. You know, we've seen him do that with three out of five sets before so many times. So I'm not too worried about it. But credit to Hubie for coming out. Not an easy situation, not having played a match this week. And then all of a sudden you get thrown into a tournament, into complete chaos, and, you know, against Novak Djokovic. But good to see Novak tighten it up 
uh, has weirdly lost a couple breakers, lopsided ones uh, this week. But credit to Hubie, the ultimate professional, kind of keeping his head down. We know he can serve big. Came through with some big returning there in the second set. Don't often see Novak miss a rally ball, but listen, you're not going to bet against Novak in a three-setter. I know he lost one the other day against Sinner, but, uh, you know, chips are down. Uh, he's the guy you want to bet against the least and, uh, you know, kind of found his range. And this one left sitting a little bit. You could drive a truck down that alley. Uh, not Hubie's best drop volley, but obviously Novak forces you uh, to play great stuff and kind of cruise through the third set. Novak's still looking, playing good tennis all week, despite the loss against Sinner. Gets the win, must wait to learn his fate. Looking to reach the semifinals here for the 12th time in 16 appearances. Her catch at 24 aces. That's the most against Novak in a best-of-three match since... Remember this one? 2007 Acapulco? Oh, they, well, that, was that me? That was you! Oh, there you go. You had 25. <laughs> I, can, I can serve. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I gave, you know... Hubie a little chance, you know, if he served like this, you know, he was right, he was in the match. And obviously the third set, you, you, your first serve percentage goes down a little bit and Novak jumped all over his second serve. But hell of an effort, you know, you get thrown in the deep end, you can't burst anyone harder. So hell of an effort from, from Hubie. After the match, Novak Djokovic with Prakash. Novak, don't know very many people that bounce back from a set loss or a match loss like you do. You said you wanted to be a bit more decisive on the big points today. Do you feel you were able to do that? Yeah, so and so. Uh... I think he really handed me the third set. He meets a lot of first serves, and I got myself in a position to uh, to get into the rally. I think in the rally I had a better chance, but you know, a very sloppish uh, first uh, uh, second set uh, break that I lost. And uh, yeah, so but anyway, win is a win, so I did my job. Closed out like a champion. Now your your semifinal chance will be based on the next match going on. Will there? Any inspirational texts you'll be sending to Yannick? <laughs> no, I really don't care. I did my job, so let's see what happens. And if I qualify for semis, I'll, I'll think about it more. <laughs> so that was in the moment, obviously. Uh, he did not know whether he was going to make the semifinals or now. Yep. Now he does. He probably would have been a, a little different in, in the interview with Prakash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I think if we put a heart rate monitor on Novak and he, when he was watching that match, <laughs> I think we might have seen it look a little bit like an EKG. I think he would have been a little anxious. And it's just unusual for tennis players to not be in control. You know, it's not a team sport where you might get on the bench and someone's making shots for you or your team. You're always in control except in this tournament. And it worked out for him this time thanks to Sinner's uh, unbelievable performance. Really did. Uh, obviously, we talked about, Nick, the fact that Hubie Hercotch needed to serve lights out. Mm -hmm. He did on his first serve. Not on his second. What makes Djokovic so good at returning those second serves? Well, he's just, he's core position. He's looking to steal as much time as he can. And he's got the best change of direction in the world. You know, I played him at Wimbledon and every time I dropped the ball short, he was redirecting me, you know, moving me around. And Hubie and I, similar game styles. We don't want to be, you know, on end range, you know, playing our best tennis from there. It's impossible. And once Djokovic, you know, smells that you're, you know, feeling the, the pressure a little bit more, he just presses and presses and presses and the court becomes tiny. So that's what happened in the third set. Um, so, yeah, we'll see who, who has him in the semifinal. A, a tough day for Novak Djokovic emotionally, Andy. Uh, you've been in these situations before where it, you're relying on other people's results. What is that like? Yeah, I don't think Novak meant that he didn't care about the result from the, the match. I think he kind of meant, like, I, it's out of my hands, right? Like, I did what I had to do. I came out. I had to win a match to give myself a chance. So, you know, I'm either going to be in the semis or I'm going to be on vacation. Both are pretty good scenarios. Uh, for the go, you know, he just wants to get in some match play, you know, go through this uh, kind of month of being intense before shutting it down or getting into a training block 
before Australia. So, yeah, listen, you, you can be a little calmer about the outcome when you've won this tournament as many times as you have. And and also, listen, the larger goal might have been to wrap up the year-end number one for Novak, which he did uh, with his first-round win over Runa. So lots of things going to the paces, none of which are going to shock or surprise or jolt the system to Novak any more than anything he's felt before. So he's going to be pumped to be in the semis. But, you know, my read was just that post-match interview. is just like, listen, I did my job. Let the chips fall where they might. Just just business, right? Listen, I locked up that year at number one for a record eighth time. Novak Djokovic still looking to set a new record now at the ATP Finals to win that for a seventh time. He was going to watch the kids play. Holger Runa taking on Yannick Sinner. This one, the third meeting. They met in Monte Carlo back in April. Sinner took the first set 6-1. And then Runa came back to win in three on the camera after the match. He wrote mental because it was all about using that head to get through the match. He has lost the first set twice against Yannick Sinner and has come back to win. The stakes high today, Jim. Runa needed to win to advance. Well, the, the first set would go the same way as the prior two matches. One-way traffic. Yannick Sinner came out firing, just throwing gas at uh, Holger Runa. Runa coming to the net on the wrong shots. Uh, the first set went quickly, and, that, and then Runa started to get forward. Yeah, I mean, the stats showed that the, from, from the second set onwards, he was inside, crushing forehands like that, trying to drop shot, trying to bring Sinner forward. I thought he served a lot better in the second and third set well, set up his forehand. I mean, he, by the end, I think by the end of the match, he had more forehand winners than Sinner and you and I, you know, we're, we're, we didn't believe it. No, so he completely, he was a different player, but obviously Sinner pulled it out with the home crowd, and there he is. Yep, Sinner, this was a bad volley. This was what sent them to the third set. Luna wasn't even going to play for that shot until he saw how poor the volley was. But uh, Sinner didn't put too many feet wrong in this set. Yes, he was uh, he was struggling a little bit late in the set to hold serve. But uh, this got pretty physical. Runa, we saw him take, uh, take a, a, a penalty, basically, to get some extra time late in the set when he was a little bit fatigued. But uh, Runa serving here couldn't hold off. That forehand tipped the tape. And then this cut, this is an amazing volley. Looks like you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe in Sega video games in 1996, <laughs> but never in real life. <laughs> but this was uh, that last forehand, didn't find it smart, but Sinner did. And he will be back in action with Novak on Saturday. That volley was a joke. 60th win of the year, Jim. First Italian man to do that. Look at these numbers. Yeah, the second line in white mm -hmm. there, the 24% in the, the sets that he lost. Second serve, just not able to manage it against center. A guy like Novak, who's who's got long wingspan and attacks those returns. Yeah, definitely. When I played center, every time I missed my first serve, I could feel him wanting to take control of the point from the get-go on my second serve. I mean, you look at his net points one as well, and that's a big, big part of Sinner's game that I think's improved. His willingness to come forward and then just punch off those volleys, you saw it to get that break in the yeah. third. That's a massive improvement, and I, I give all props to his team. 20th top 10 win, so second Italian man to, to get to that level. We always talk about the Sinner forehand, Nick, mm. and how powerful it is. But towards the end of the match, it looked like the backhand was winning him points. Yeah, his backhand return, I think, is so solid, if not up there with Novak. I mean, he barely made an unforced error off the backhand wing. And I just hope he's okay physically. Obviously, he's played a lot of matches, and it's towards the end of the year, and tennis is such a strenuous sport. I just hope that back doesn't linger too much moving forward into the semifinals. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be okay. Based on that third set, you know, mm -hmm. he, he didn't seem to refer to it as much as he did at the end of the second. 
that's a good sign for center. He does have Davis Cup as well, mm. Novak also next week. So you hope that they have good health because, boy, is he playing some lights-out mm. tennis. He really is. Andy, that, that win against Novak Djokovic, we were wondering, would he have a, a little bit of a let-up after that? He absolutely did not. Is Did that help him more than even potentially hurt him? Like, he's a, he's a new guy. I can beat the world number one, Djokovic, for the first time. Now I beat Runa for the first time. Backing it up is, is, is a big deal. You know, going out and go, you're going for the win, right? You're playing the greatest of all time. You're going out and you're trying to take someone else's lunch. With Runa, you're kind of protecting a little bit more, right? You have the expectation. You're the favorite in the match. So, listen, every match has a different different set of, of, of mental hurdles. But, you know, I, Nick, I don't know if that volley was necessarily Courier-esque. I think that might have been a, a reach for Jim. But I'll tell you what is. We see that 21 to 24 on net points. That's not because Sinner's turned into Edberg overnight. Yep. It's because he, he's taking that forehand and driving it to the corners, flatten away. That is Courier-like, and I love what I'm seeing uh, from Sinner with that one in the transition game, setting him up. Uh, for the easy volleys. But also, let's give credit to Holger Runa, right? After, you know, French Open, he had a bit of a messy year, you know, through the U.S. Open and kind of rehabbed his game a little bit, had put up some good tennis in Paris. He played great stuff here. So it's going to be a lot easier mental offseason for Runa, having found some forward late in the game. So congrats to his team for actually kind of saving form later in the year. Sega 96, though. That's, that was a good that's one, we right? come back. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plug in Courier, just like, uh. Did you see how jacked I was, too? I like my you're muscles. Still, you're still pretty jacked. No, not, not like those, man. They hyped us up. They, they filled us up with some serious muscles. <laughs> I, I played Sega back in the day. Yeah. And Nick's got, like, the, the, the real gamer the real of everybody on, oh, yeah. on the set right now. He's playing in the green room. <laughs> Take a look at the standings, Nick. What, what could have happened, though, with Sitsipas withdrawing was that, listen, if Runa had won, Djokovic would have been out, and, and Runa would have really only won one match. Yeah, I mean, look, whatever happened, as Andy said, he needs to hold his head high. He had a great, great year, and he pulled it together towards the end. You're the best eight players in the world, so he's got nothing but... You know, happy memories, I think, this season. And he can come out in Australia and, and show us what he's been working on. But, I mean, for the tournament's sake, having the hometown hero, the Italian Stallion, still in, Djokovic, the king here as well. I'm excited to be here and, you know, call these matches as well. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, for Runa, it's now time to look ahead. And what he needs to look at seriously is his fitness. That, that has been a factor in several of the matches that he's lost. And he needs to take care of that, button that up here in the offseason when he has a, a, an opportunity for a training block, make sure that his diet isn't a problem. Mm -hmm. So he's, even in the top ten, he's got a lot of things that he needs to work on. And with a new team with Becker in charge, they need yep. to get to work sooner than later. Yeah, and listen, I, I, I kind of watch Holger Runa, and I went through some of the same things early in my career. I was a twitchy guy, kind of nervous energy, uh, always was. But even learning different techniques with breathing through shots, right, not holding your breath through shots, all of those little things and everything Jim said, we're looking at nutrition, we're looking at just ways to steal back shot clock before you get fatigued. I'm sure they're going to kind of give a, a thorough inspection to all things and hopefully leave no stone unturned. But if he can just find a way to kind of breathe through those tough moments and not kind of it feels like he kind of holds it in a little bit uh even all those little advantages will make a huge difference he he looks physically strong it doesn't look like he's not putting in the work so hopefully we can just find a couple of techniques and and kind of just uh you know kind of steady through five setters i don't know i think he needs to do some quad work i can't tell <laughs> more squats. Hard, hard, hard to tell <laughs> more those baggy shorts it's hard to know man i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing he's not scared to hike up that short every point
That, I mean, he, the, the, he's hiking that baby Nick, up. You, he wants to show those. When you come back, are you bringing those, those games off? Um, no, I don't have quads oh, yeah. like he does. I don't mind it. I like it. I like the confidence. I like it. It's got to be good for it. TV ratings. I can't, yes. can't, can't go wrong at all. But the fact that the Jim and Andy are like, listen, this is a top ten guy who just has a few more things to do, and he can get so much better. Yeah. yeah. A lot to yeah. a lot to look forward to for Holger Runa. Definitely. All right, a lot more to look forward to on this show as well. When we come back on TC Live, we break down Friday's high-pressure match for Carlitos Alcaraz. Is he going to advance to the Final Four? Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Nick, Jim, Steve, Andy, with you here on TC Live. This is the schedule on TGIF. Double start 6 a.m. Eastern, followed by the night session at noon Eastern. Final singles, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. The first singles, by the way, is Carlitos Alcaraz and Daniil Medvedev. Four of us back for TC Live to wrap it all up at 5 p.m. Eastern. Encore coverage if you miss anything all night long. And now for the forecast. Outside in Turin, here's Fox Weather. Hello, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Amy Freeze. Here's tomorrow's ATP Finals forecast in Turin, Italy. We get beautiful sunny skies. Temperature's going to be in the low 60s. Great day for the matches. Good luck, everybody. Remember, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Amy Freeze, one of the best names in weather television right there. Next to Tammy Rain. That's <laughs> out. Freeze and rain. All right, we got some dubs action. Back in Torino, Austin Krajcek, Ivan Dodik taking on Santiago Gonzalez, Edward Roger Vaseline for the fourth time, Andy. 3-0 coming in, but not today. That's it. And right here, that's a perfect leg court. Just sits up, and that is just T-ball uh, from there. Always nice to start off uh, with the breakup serve straight away. And right here is like, I'm going to have quick hands and then I'm going to yell at people uh, across the other side of the court. Onto the match tiebreak, a super stress test. Dodig went full Murphy Jensen right there with the unnecessary dive towards the thing. Wasn't able to quite uh, pull it out. And Vaseline has had the hot hand for the last couple of weeks uh, on tour and finishes it off uh, in style here today. And they are so pumped, he says, I am going to throw a ball at you. Oh, we're going to move on also. That's a crap. 15-13 in a match tiebreak. My goodness. Gonzalez, Roger Vaseline, survive and advance. Marcel Grenelliers, Horatio Zabios, they have already advanced, but looking to stay perfect. You know what, Jim? Undefeated doubles champs get $943,000 to split. Well, they're on their way because they would come through again today against Gonzalez and Maltini. Getting it done in style in the red, white, and blue. No trouble in the opening set here. 15-30. Chance to get to three break points. No ad scoring. They would get that done, and they would finish it off. Why not? Let's go for one more break. Let's, uh, let's keep this thing rolling. Just so solid at the net. Reminds me of the Bryan brothers. Just very few unforced errors up there. And uh, they have earned it. So here, match points. Serving it out. That'll get it done. So undefeated, the dream 
to a near million dollar check for the team still alive, Steve. Oh, I knew him, Horatio. They will now prepare for their third ATP final semifinal as a team. Also, Grenelier Zabios staying alive with their hopes of clinching the year-end ATP doubles number one. Gonzalez, Roger Vaselin advancing as well. The American Crycheck is out. But guess who's in? Yannick Sinner, who is signing some autographs for the thousands of fans there in Torino. Prakash. What's in that Gucci bag? What's in the Gucci bag? What is in the Gucci I don't bag? Know, Did Prakash ask him that? I don't know. Let's find out All together. Cash. Right. <laughs> you got off to such a hot start. And Holger mixed up a few things. How did you balance that? And and was the was the back making a difference today? No, I I just felt it a little bit in the second, um, um, which then at some point went away at one point. But you know, obviously happy how I how I dig deep today. I I, I had to and. You know, for me mentally today was really important to 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 play a really high level match, you know, getting the emotions away from from Novak's win and then getting on uh, in the court trying my best and you know I I've done that today and I'm really happy how how I handled the situation uh, at the moment. Obviously in the, in the second set as you said he raised the level, he surfed a little bit better, but you know I I tried to stay there which I've done and obviously very happy. It's all Gucci. Time now for the social net. And we had, uh, we, we heard about this. Nick, you were going to the Laker game last night. Your girlfriend, Costine, there. How was it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I actually knew that Sacramento was going to come in town and, and do some big things. They got ran out of the gym early on, down by 20. But it was a lot of fun. Anytime I'm in America, I, uh, I love to come here, watch the games. And, you know, Americans do sport the best. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And your Celtics had a win last night as well in Philly, right? Not bad. Yeah, we're the best team in the league. Um, Stephen A. Smith said that, you know, we're the, <laughs> we're the deadliest starting lineup there is, I think. So, I agree with him. Nine and two. I mean, that's strong. So, it looked like you had pretty much courtside-ish seats there. Yeah, we had a bit of a sweet thing going on, and it was just a bonus that we came down to have some seats. So I was good with anything, and then we had some pretty good seats. I saw Floyd Mayweather there as well, which was pretty crazy. So. Did you get to say hi to LeBron? Uh, no, LeBron was not having a good time. The re he was f nearly 40 years old. He's the best player on his team still. I would be, I'd be livid. <laughs> All right, well, by the way, Nick, Nick picked the Kings yesterday, so you're 1-0 in your NBA picks. Yep. So uh, good, good news for there. Uh, you weren't the only one uh, from the ATP at a game last night. How about Big Ben Shelton, Big Chris Eubanks as well. The Atlanta game against the Knicks. Andy, uh, good friends, just, you know, hanging out in the offseason. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why, why, why wouldn't you just go, you know, do a game with your buddy and, and check out the, the, the NBA situation? You know, Kyrgios setting the trend, these two following. Listen, it's, it's off-season situation. This is what you do. You hang out a little bit in the yeah. off-season. And you go with a low-carb beverage. Obviously, it's really important mm -hmm. to limit the carbs if you're a professional athlete. So doing it right there courtside, uh, making good choices. Chris Eubanks, tennis channel superstar. That's also... Right. Get some courtside attention there with uh, Mr. Shelton, who is from Atlanta as well, although uh, Gainesville is home these days. Nick, did you want to do Tennis Channel a little bit because of Eubanks and the fact that he blew up after doing some commentary here? Um, <laughs> not really. Um, I do love Eubanks. <laughs> hell of a lot, but, um, I, uh, I always felt like I had a, had a pretty good eye for something like this, but no, nah, I mean, look, he's a, he's a great guy, and I've actually played some hoops with him myself, so he can play as well. I do want you to realize there is a TC bump. Like, after you work right. here, everybody has blown up. So you've got right. a, a major singles title Thank in you. your future, just so you know. <laughs> when we come back, 
Much more to come. Who's going to be the man? Will it be Nick to snap a more than two-decade drought on the men's side? Got it done last year. 2022 Australian Open doubles champs beat another pair of Aussies. Matthew Ebden and Max Purcell in the final in straight sets. That made you a Grand Slam champion. How, well, what did that mean to you to, to, to become a major champion? Well, the thing is I had no idea that it would be a doubles, uh, doubles Grand Slam, especially to do it in Melbourne in our backyard. You know, Thanasi's been living there for a while and I've lived there before, but... We'd never won a match. I think we won one match there prior in like five years. We had the worst concentration. We couldn't play together. It was just a train wreck. And then he sent me a WhatsApp, said, do you want to play? I was like, yeah, whatever, let's play. And then we ended up winning the title. So it was one of the most out-of-the-blue things ever. To do it with him, I wouldn't have wanted to do it with anyone else. It was a great setup, too, because he just won in Adelaide, yep. right? So he, and then he lost early in the tournament. Yep. And, and then you got knocked out because you were unseated early in the yep. tournament, too. And then I remember hearing rumblings that, you know, Nick really wants to make a run at this. He's yep. got to keep Thanasi <laughs> on the, inside the ropes because I think Thanasi was ready to kind of go have a good time, wasn't oh, he? Oh, he was. He was having a good time. <laughs> but I, um, I was doing ice baths in the morning. I was, like, getting up at 7, doing, like, chip returns and doubles. I was like, what am I doing it? I'm the only person in Melbourne Park practicing, and he was just rolling in from the night out. And I was like... People would think it would be the reverse. People would be like, Kyrgios is the one that's, you know, going out. But it was an incredible couple of weeks. And that obviously gave me massive confidence. To, I was just like, all right, maybe I'll just do it in singles. And I almost got over the hump at Wimbledon as well. That's amazing. Uh, you know, to, to be able to do that and, and the role reversal, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, no, uh, there were rumblings that Panasi <laughs> was tearing, tearing the house down in yeah. Melbourne during that tournament. It was, oh, yeah. uh, it was, it was tough. Oh, yeah. All right, that's a doubles title. Uh, we, we, we've got, as far as singles goes, 20-year drought for Australian men and American men in terms of winning a Grand Slam title. Jim, uh, take us a look yeah, at this board. Yeah, let, let's start bottom up here. On the bottom left, Mr. Roddick, the last American male to win a major and then the, the last to reach finals as well as recently as 2009. Bottom right of the screen, late in the last Aussie to win uh, 02 Wimbledon. Nick, you're the last to, to, to reach the final, so let's start with you. Are you going to break the drought or someone else? How are we going to get out of this situation uh, here between uh, America and Australia? I mean, it just shows the depth of players, I guess, now. I mean, with Novak even, I guess, declining, which is not really declining, but you've got Alcaraz, and you've got all these young guys coming up now contending. I wish I could turn back the clock maybe 10 years, and I wish I was coming up during this during this time, so I didn't have to deal with Prime Federer and Prime Nadal. That would have been nice. But, look, as soon as I'm healthy again, I still feel like I've got a, a great chance to do some big things at Wimbledon. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. On the, on, the, on the state side of things, you guys have, you know, six or seven players, I feel like, that are contending for a Grand Slam. So it's exciting times for you guys, for sure. Hey, Andy, who's going to do it? Who's going to uh, supplant you as an American champion? We talked about who we think might make the, the final eight here uh, next year as an American. But who's going to go better than that and win something big? Well, I mean, listen, your guess is as good as mine. I, I think it's a coin flip between any one of five guys. Obviously, Ben Shelton has the, uh, you know, the upside with he's going to be like a curious type who's going to be holding 90% plus percent of his, his service games, right? Uh, but I'll, I'll talk about this scenario with the U.S. and the, 
the Aussies, uh, the same with Nick sitting next to you as I would if he wasn't there. Obviously, the highest upside is 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 curious in the situation. But what you know we don't know is you know health preparation. You need time to be ready mentally and physically. So he's up against the shot clock. So that's the unknown uh, that we don't know. But instead of hearing me talk about it, why don't you just ask him? <laughs> you just did. I mean, yeah. Look, that's. I mean, he said it. I mean, it's all about time. You know, I was. I was having the best year of my life last year and then I hit with a couple brutal injuries and that's just what happens you know as athletes it's it's a grueling sport and I need time I'm not going to come back if I don't feel ready to compete for for grand slams you know that's where I was and you know the amount of preparation and work I was doing day in day out last year I don't think people really understand how much you know you have to buy into the process it doesn't just happen overnight you can't say I'm going to contend for a slam and then it's happening over two weeks it's over a six to nine month process so I'm gonna to have to start that all again and mentally I, I still believe I've got a lot of fire in the belly so that's the main thing if I wasn't passionate and and still have that self-belief I'd be concerned but I still do but I mean look Damon are you know down under as well in, in Melbourne's dangerous I think the stars have to align for him you know hopefully he can just get the home crowd to get him to a quarterfinals hopefully he doesn't see like Novak or something and 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 get you know, a bit further. But, you know, we've got some depth as well, but give me a bit more time, please. Right now, yeah, Alex Demon or the highest-ranked Aussie, you think it's an American or, or an Aussie that gets it done, Jim? And, and who, who do you it's pick? All about, I mean, it's all about a coin flip. If he's healthy, he's dangerous. We, we've seen him on the fast courts do damage before. So, uh, you know, America certainly has the depth. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's that where the advantage is, I think, is there, there's more opportunities probably at the moment uh, in the American side of the ledger. But, you know, look, it's not like the French have been doing great at winning majors either. Like we we can't take all the blame here in America and Australia. You know, Andy Murray saved saved England's bacon for for a while. Yeah, so, true. Yeah, or the UK's bacon. We've, we've been in the greatest era of men's tennis in terms yeah. of the you know the big three, big four, big five. Even if you want to put yeah. Stan Wawrinka, Switzerland's yeah. been racking up you know the major trophies yes. as well. When you come back, protected ranking is going to be 21. Yep. So uh, gives you you know a great shot in terms of being seated and not having to face some of the tougher competition first three rounds. Yeah, I mean, look, I've never been someone to play a lot of tennis, and I've had some of my best... I mean, at Wimbledon last year, I was unseated. So I was going through the draw, and I knew that it was danger to hit any of those big titans early. But as long as I'm feeling good physically, I know that if I'm serving and playing well, it's all on my racket. But, yeah, a seed would be nice, obviously. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm, I'm so far away from any of that. I know that the injury process to get back to where you were. I need to draw inspiration from guys like Zverev. You know, seeing him get back to the top and still beating guys at this level, that's where the inspiration needs to come from. Love to hear that you're hungry and, uh, you know, want to get back out there and, and, and get that title. Uh, listen, every day here on TC Live, we've got a question from our Tennis Channel okay. team, the staff that wants to ask you something, Nick, today. Kay Schumacher, uh, who does all the scheduling for our crew here, yeah. wants to know, do you get all your tattoos in Australia or do you get them around the world? Um, I got my back done in L.A. Okay. Um, this guy did actually LeBron's tattoos and he's done a couple other guys' tattoos. I had six people tattooing my back at one time, which was full on. So we know um, you've got high pain tolerance, so that's um, good. Yeah, I guess Six so. Six people at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and then I've got both my arms done. They were done in Australia. So all around the world. So it was, it was a process. It was, it, was, um, it was full on. I'm not going to lie. How many hours? Um, that was, if one person did it, it was 30 plus, but it, was, it only took me about eight. Well, at once? Only. Or yeah. yeah, at once, yeah. Eight straight hours. Yeah. Andy, where do you get all your tattoos done? Uh, I have one. It's a wedding ring. Uh, you know, not quite as extensive as as Curios, but like I, I, the question that came through my mind, and it's probably not one I, that I should ask or that anyone wants to hear about. But if you're lying face down for eight hours, 
Do you have to let that dry? Can you go to the bathroom, or are you just holding the entire time, Nick? No, you, you can have breaks. You can have breaks. You have some food. Like breaks. It's, yeah, it, it, it's good. It's not. It's not. It's torture, but it's not too bad. So Anyone Andy, that says a tattoo doesn't hurt is lying. They, right. they kill. All right. So Andy's going to need the address of that that artist because apparently <laughs> Andy, that's what he just done? said. I, I heard him on live television. I got, listen. I, Listen, I got a, I got a big hairy back ready to get ready to get some work done. I'm ready. <laughs> what, what was your first tattoo? Uh, my first tattoo was inside of my finger. I started small like Andy. So the addiction's there. I know he's, he's just trying to fight it. He wants to get more. Mm. <laughs> All right. Slippery thank you, thank you for the question, Kay. That was, that was fascinating. I didn't know. Eight straight hours. Yep. Six humans working on the back. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Embrace the pain. Break down the matches tomorrow in turn when we come back. Karyos, Courier Erotic, Weissman back on TC Live. Time for our hot shot of the day. Andy, what'd you make of this? It's just a joke, and you see it in real time. Watch the slow-mo of this and how you're able to create that much pace with just a simple flick at full extension. That is bananas to hit a return winner over 100 miles an hour full extension with a little flick. Makes it look way easier than it actually is. That's insane. Nick, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I was telling Jim earlier, like, as a big server, where do you serve these days? You go wide, hit an unbelievable serve, and you get a winner straight back God. in your face. I think I'm just going to serve oh. everything body when I come back on the tour. I'm not going, I'm not going to wide, just straight, everything body. Look, I, you want to make, let, let's make this more difficult. Give the guy a wood racket, you know, 75 square inches. He's got, <laughs> he's got a nuclear oh. weapon in his hands right there, 100 square inches. Now, this is absurd. The flick of the wrist, so much strength oh. there, and that thing is a... Hot shot indeed. Did Sega 96 Courier do that? Uh, most likely. Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> what couldn't he do? Yeah, There's yeah. nothing. <laughs> on the forehand. <laughs> Here's our schedule tomorrow. Carlitos Alcaraz taking on Daniil Medvedev, 8.30 a.m. Eastern, followed by Andre Rublev and Alexander Zverev. Final two semifinal spots on the line. For more, we send it back to Torino with Danny Prakash. All right, Steve P, we've got a fifth matchup, and it's going to be a good one. Carlos Alcaraz, Daniil Medvedev, they've split their head-to-head, -head, so who's going to win this one? Well, it's interesting. Daniil won the last one at the U.S. Open, but Carlos beat him pretty convincingly in Indian Wells and Wimbledon earlier this year. I just don't know how confident Carlos is feeling on this tremendously fast court. Daniil plays so far behind the baseline, but he just looks a little bit more comfortable out there. So under normal circumstances, I'd lean towards Alcaraz, but I think Medvedev's going to get him. Ooh, it's going to be exciting Friday action. We know that one for sure. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Thanks, guys. Time for our FanDuel match preview. Prakash is going with Medvedev. The books are going with Alcaraz. Minus 150, the favorite to win this one. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more. 2-2 head-to-head between these couple guys. Fourth meeting this year. It is 2-1 Alcaraz, but Medvedev won the last one at the U.S. Open. What do you think is going to be the most important factor tomorrow? Yeah, I think the confidence for Alcaraz is a big thing, but I love the way he incorporates moving forward, and he realizes against Medvedev, you have to. Like, you have to come forward. He's not afraid to. I'm going to see a lot of serve and volley tomorrow, I think, from Alcaraz. I'm probably going to go with Alcaraz. I, I, I want him to have as much success as possible, and I think he's going to feel pretty comfortable out there because he knows his game plan. It's, it's crystal clear for him. I might go with the octopus on this one. I think Medvedev's serve in this environment it is so speedy. Uh, it takes time away from Alcaraz, who is such a creative 
genius on the court. His instincts are amazing, but you have less time to react in this type of environment against that serve. We'll see. It's going to be close. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm just bummed that we're not calling that one. Paul, Paul Anacone and Brett Haber get the call on that one. We'll be on the late show, but I'm going to go with the, the, the tentacles. I think I'm going with the eight man. If you came in early, I bet you they'd let you slide in. I don't think so. Three man booth. Uh, have you seen Anacone's elbows? <laughs> man, there. He's got daggers in those things. What do you think, Andy? I think I'm going to go with the real Slim Shady, too. Uh, you know, I think he's been serving pretty well this week. Uh, Alcaraz was able to fight through against Rublev. But look for Medvedev against guys like Djokovic, against Alcaraz. I watched it live in person uh, at the U.S. Open. He ups his risk profile on the forehand side significantly uh, against these guys. He knows that he has to create a, a little bit of an offensive mechanism and not just be able to kind of slink back and keep the ball down. So I think the match goes as Medvedev's first serve percentage goes. And if he's hitting on the kind of those forehands while upping the risk profile. We got the real Slim Shady. We got the Octopus. We got two nicknames for Medvedev that are uh, Slim Reaper. I think is what Andy calls him, right? He does calls him that yep, as well. That too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we Slim Jim. <laughs> Slim Jim. Straw Man. All of it. And one pick for Alcaraz from uh, from NK. All right, uh, Andy. The next match, Zverev won the first five times he took on Andre Rublev, but Rublev has won the last three, and they all came this year. Who wins tomorrow? Yeah, Rublev has just looked super pissed this week. Like I don't, I, I don't know if he's gonna, I don't know if he's gonna be able to suck it up. I think he's looking for the exit door. I love the rhythm on Zverev. Serve mentioned it a couple times this week, but it looks as fluid as I've ever seen it uh, this week. I think he's, I think he's playing good stuff. Uh, I like Zverev moving through in this one. Like Zverev in that. Why do you think Rublev has won all three matches this year? Um, I guess it's a tough matchup for, for Zverev. You know, Andre's got no real hole apart from, you know, surf can go off a little bit. But I'm actually going to go Rublev tomorrow. I think he's not going to want to go home with zero and three. Um, and I think that, look, he's still, he's still got a slight hope, I think, to, to get through that group. So I think he's going to do the inevitable winning straight sets tomorrow. Oh, I'm, I, we, got, we got a battle tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going against the grain twice. I'm going with Zverev in this one for sure. I, I think in th these conditions, this is just tailor-made for him to dominate uh, when he's serving and to take cracks at that second serve of Rublev. So we'll see. I reserve the right to be incorrect, as I often am in these selections. Listen, we love on the show when people disagree. It make, makes for a better show. I disagree with you. See? Already better. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. And well by done. the way, having all four guys available and still capable of making the next round, that's huge. Yeah. Exciting. It's career, career uh, autograph right there? No, that's Does the, that mean that's we're the, done? That's the uh, John Stewart Daily Show. We're going to commercial and it's that over. Me that means we're done. It's over. Another TC Live in the books. Novak Djokovic gets the win and then gets some help from Yannick Sinner to advance once again to the semifinals of the ATP Finals. Thanks for watching TC Live. Encore coverage after this.